Isaiah chapter 44 and uh, began with verse number 14. And please, as I preach, ask the Lord to help me. <clears throat> I want to have something to help you with. And I don't want to just take up 30 minutes of your time to take up some space. Jesus said the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. And to me, the gospel is life. And uh, it seems like such an awesome... task to preach God's holy word and an awesome responsibility when the uh, <clears throat> let's see was it some of the publicans that was talking to Jesus was it and he told them exact no more than is appointed you and I want to be careful in doing that. I want to exact what God's holy word says. And that's all. Amen. I'd like to have words that I could be saved by and that you could be saved by as well. Isaiah chapter 44 and verse number 14 We're breaking in on a uh, scripture that tells about the heathen, the idolater, and some of the things that they do. Verse 14 said, He heweth him down cedars, and taketh the cypress and the oak, which he strengtheneth for himself among the trees of the forest. He planteth an ash, and the rain doth nourish it. Then shall it be for a man to burn, for he will take thereof and warm himself. Yea, he kindleth it, and baketh bread. Yea, he maketh a god, and worshipeth it. He maketh a graven image, and falleth down thereto. He burneth part thereof in the fire. With part thereof he eateth flesh. He roasteth roast and is satisfied. Yea, he warmeth himself and saith, Aha, I am warm. I have seen the fire. And the residue thereof he maketh the God even his graven image. He falleth down unto it and worshipeth it and prayeth unto it and saith, Deliver me, for thou art my God. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> I want us to notice three things that the heathen does with the tree that he has cut down. And trees meant much more to those people in that day 
than they do to the majority of you that are here. Probably a lot of you, the greatest satisfaction from a tree is a good shade in the summertime. But there were some trees that was their very livelihood. Amen. If you'll notice in verse 16, it said he burneth part thereof in the fire. That's one. He warms by it. He reiterates that a little farther down. And with part thereof, he eateth flesh. He roasteth roast and is satisfied. These are the two main things that he does with his tree. Hold on, I know it says something else. I'm going to get there. But first, he wants to use as much as necessary to warm with, to heat with, and then as much as necessary to cook with that he'd have something to enjoy to eat. The third thing he does with the wood and the residue thereof he maketh a God, even his graven image. He falleth down unto it and worshipeth it and prayeth unto it and saith, Deliver me, for thou art my God. Amen. Do you know what the residue is? It's what? Leftovers. <clears throat> that that's left that's not fit for anything else. Just some scraps. Several years ago when decoupage was uh, quite popular, a lot of time we'd be on a job building cabinets and people would come out and they'd want our scraps that were too small for us to use for anything in the house. The residue, the leftover, something there's nothing else you can do with. Amen. When this heathen that he's speaking of here wanted a God, if there was anything left after that he had uh, built a nice fire on a cold day and warmed himself, and after that he'd used all he wanted to cook his food left, if there was anything left, any residue left, he made a God. And then he said, Thou, thou art my God, deliver me. Amen. Did you read what the Bible said in Jeremiah 10 and 2? Learn not the way of the heathen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. God has given us a lot of good things just like the heathen was pleased to have some trees to cut down and to use for what they wanted. God's given us a lot of good things and we've consumed them on our own fleshly lust and desires. 
I didn't say sin. I said our own fleshly lust and desires. And then if there was anything left, we said, Lord, here it is. You can have the residue. Is that heathenish or is that not? Huh? Did I not read? Was you reading with me? Did you look up above that where I started reading and it talked about this was the idolater, the heathen? Am I telling you the truth? That was his way. And the residue thereof, he made a God and he worshipped it. And he said, deliver me. I know I've used more than there is of you to cook my food with today. And I know that I use more than there is of you to warm by on this cold day. But you're my God. It's up to you to deliver me. Do we treat God about that way? Amen. We give Him the leftovers and we say, Oh Lord, now you're our God. It's up to you. I, I, you, you, I, I found in your word, it's up to you. Now deliver me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. You know, there's a lot of leftovers that there's good uses for and good uh, things. But there's some places leftovers don't work very good. Leftovers works real good Monday night, Monday evening. But last Sunday's leftovers don't work very good for this Sunday with a house of company. Amen. Praise the Lord. Help me. Are you listening to me? Amen. Let's turn to the book of Jeremiah, chapter number 2. Lord, please help me to preach. Jeremiah 2 and 1. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, Thus saith the Lord, I remember thee. The kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espousals. When thou wentest after me in the wilderness in a land that was not sown, Israel was holiness unto the Lord. Amen. God says, I remember you back there when you first got saved. I remember the feeling that was in your heart and the things that you did because of the freshness of your experience. Praise the Lord. Is Jerusalem not the church? Amen. Jerusalem is the church. He said, I remember you. But how do we think about God and remember Him? When we began to talk and uh, remember God, many conversations go like this. I remember so many years ago that God did so and so. And someone else says, well, I remember about that long ago, and yes, God did so and so. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. Help me to preach, Lord. And then someone ends up with saying, well, seems like God don't do the things like He used to. And if you want to really get me stirred up, you just tell me that God don't do what He used to do. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ecclesiastes 7 and 10 said, Say not thou what is the cause that the former days were better than these. For thou dost not inquire wisely concerning this. If you're saying that the former days were better than these, something is wrong somewhere. Amen. Lord, help us to find what it is. If we're constantly living in the past and I enjoy it, tell me some of those testimonies. Tell me how God helped you 60 years ago and longer. Tell me how God helped you 50 years ago, 40, 30, 20, 10, 5, one year ago. But is God doing anything today for His people? Amen. Praise the Lord. It's a two-way street. Amen. If all that we remember about God that is really great is years ago, probably all that God remembers about us that was good is years ago. It wasn't God that changed. It was us that changed. Amen. We can't charge God foolishly. The Bible said that I am God and I change not. Amen. In the New Testament said Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's all the same. All the same. You can find many scriptures in the Bible. Was it David said that I once was young, but now I'm old. God don't say that. Jesus don't say that. David is saying I'm different than I used to be. He may have loved the Lord as much, but there's been changes in his life. There are changes in mine in your lives. But there are some things that should never change in our life unless it would be to get better and sweeter and dearer and more affectionate. Help me, Lord. Help me to preach. Praise the Lord. Amen. Help me, Lord. Do you remember when you first got married? When you were going together shortly before that time? Come on, you're not that old. Amen. Praise the Lord. And did you notice, you think about it, you may not have noticed this, but did you notice that she completely filled your world, brothers? Sisters? He completely filled your world. 
whatever thoughts you thought for what you were going to do or be involved in, they included him or her, and they generally was the nucleus or what that all revolved around. (laughs) Praise the Lord. I never did want a new house because I wanted a new house. I can say that truthfully from my heart. But every time I visualized a new house, this woman right here was in it. I have wanted a few new cars because I wanted a new car. But every one of them, I visualized this woman right here in that new car. Amen. Oh, praise the Lord. Amen. Did you notice when you first got saved that everything that you planned, that everything you did, that ever thought of the future included God in your plans? Amen. He is in the picture somewhere. Amen. Praise the Lord. I wish I could preach to us this morning. Lord, help me. Amen. Even things that seemingly wouldn't be included God in your plan. Amen. When you first got saved, they talk about an expansion on the church. And you said to yourself, Lord, if I had a raise, I could give so much more. Amen. I could give a little more than what I've been given. Praise the Lord. Do you see? Amen. And if not, you're not careful now, then you'll say, Boy, I wish I had a raise. I, I, I need a little bit more money in the bank. Well, yeah, that would increase my ties a little bit. But I wouldn't have to give any more otherwise because that's just offerings and alms anyhow. And nobody really knows. And that doesn't reflect on how much you make. Huh? Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Do you suppose you're just giving the Lord residue? The leftover? And then when you get sick, you say, Now, Lord, I want you to heal me. You're my God. And I've been serving you, Lord. And uh, you know how. Yeah, He really does know how you've been doing. Amen. Now, Lord, you deliver me. You're my God. I don't serve Baal. Amen. I hadn't been praying to Ashtaroth. I hadn't served any of those other gods. You're my God, my only God. Yeah, but what have you got invested in Him? A bunch of leftovers and residue. Something that nobody else would have. Something that nobody else wants. Woo! Hallelujah! 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 Amen. If I die before my wife dies and the preacher asks her, says, You got something good for you'd like for me to say at the funeral? I hope it won't be where 
she has to reach all the way back to 1964 and see if she can think of something good. I hope she can think of yesterday was a good day and he is a good husband and he loved me. Woo! Hallelujah! 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 Praise the Lord! I want you to know that leftovers will make a wreck of your marriage and leftovers will make a wreck of your Christian experience with the Lord. He wants more than the residue. He wants you for Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, that's right. There have been couples that their marriage busted up and she had to admit with what he said, I did my best to make her a good living. I worked overtime and I brought the money home. I said, there it is, spend it like you want to. I furnished her a new home, a new car, and all of the luxuries of life. Why is she doing this to me? I want to tell you, she didn't marry your money, your job, your car, your house, your mama, your daddy, your cousins, or anybody else. She wanted you when she married you. God didn't save me for my abilities. He didn't save me for a talent that I might have. He didn't save me for monetary gain. It's His anyhow. He didn't save me because I had a good personality. I don't forget it. Praise the Lord. But He saved me because He wanted me. And He wanted me to be saved. He wanted me to be delivered from hell. He wanted me to love Him and give Him all of my heart and give Him all of my soul and all of my strength and all all of my mind and he wanted me to love my neighbor as myself hallelujah 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 what are you giving God what are you giving God Every one of us wants to say, you're my God, Lord. You're my God, deliver me. If I ask for a show of hands, I couldn't find a person here, I don't believe, that'd say, I'll serve Baal. Everybody here would say, I'd like to serve the Lord. I am serving the Lord. But what are we serving with? Him with our best or our residue, the leftover, a wasted life. Oh, God. Lord, please help me to preach. Amen. 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 I want to go to the book of Revelation, chapter number two. A few months ago, I was listening to a preacher preach. And he was a pastor. And he said in his church there was a family that and he didn't say this reproachfully but they were people that didn't understand maybe how to manage their money and to make the best use of it. 
they didn't understand several things, maybe. And he said he had helped them financially many times along the way. And maybe he and his wife had talked about it and looks like they ought to be able to stand on their feet for a while now. He said Monday morning, and probably as is customary for a lot of us pastors, they went to town on Monday, the day after payday. (laughs) Amen. Said on the way to town, the Lord was dealing with him. Said we got to town and said we went to get our shopping cart. Said I told my wife, you get that one and I'm going to get another one. And the one I'm getting is for this family. That one's yours, that one's ours. We'll put our groceries in it. But I need to help this family. She said, but you've helped them so much. He said, I know it, but this is what I'm supposed to do. Said they went around through the store gathering up the things they needed. He is trying to be conservative and get the most for what that he could buy for them. And he bought some flour, some beans, some rice, things that would go a long ways. Amen. His wife was just filling up their grocery cart like she normally did came to the meat department and he was trying to think how best could I spend what I can spend for this family. Husband worked, children in school and said he picked up a five pound stick of bologna and put it in. Said he thought, well, you know, that's kind of poor. So he said I picked up a couple of fryers, chickens, and put in the grocery cart. Amen. And said, then I helped my wife pick us out something out of the meat market, things we wanted. Said, I got to looking at the steaks and said, man, that looked good. So he said, I put some in our cart. Amen. Checked it out, started back toward where they live, toward this family live that he is going to help. He said, I was feeling so good. As much as you did it unto the least of my brethren, you've done it unto me. Oh yeah, that'd make you feel good, don't it? Do you ever do a good turn for somebody and you just went away feeling so blessed? Well, sure you have. Of course you have. Amen. Said he, he said, I thought, now, we're going to just drive up there. I'm going to jump out real quick. I'm going to put the groceries on the front porch. We're going to leave and she'll never know who's been there. He said, I drove up, I jumped out. And I had sacks of groceries and I run to put them on the porch and said, she met me at the door. She called his name. She said, brother, you just answered my prayer. Said, when my husband started to leave this morning, said, we didn't have anything for breakfast. And I told him, hon, I'm sorry. We don't have anything for breakfast for you or the children. And said, I don't have anything to send you for lunch. And said, unless the Lord helps us, there won't, be any, there won't be any supper this evening when you get home either. Amen. Amen. He finished unloading and went on his way crying and rejoicing in the Lord. As much as you've done it unto the least of these, you've done it unto me. 
sure it'd make anybody feel good. Praise the Lord. He just rejoiced and was blessed about that. Said, got home and that evening. Said, started grilling the steaks. Said, grill them just like I like them. Said, we sat down and asked the blessing on the food. Said, I cut me a piece of that juicy steak and put it in my mouth. He said, it tasted so good. He said, I chewed on that enjoying it. And the Lord said, thanks for the baloney. Is that, way we, is that the way we serve the Lord? I think he did a good deed. That was all between him and the Lord. I commend him highly for what he did. But he said, the Lord said, thanks for the baloney. Lord, I'll give you all the baloney you want, but I'll take the steak. I'm not condemning that man. But what are we giving to the Lord? The best or a get by? A get by? Is that it? Is it a get by? Is it a get by? I believe in two hours I can have this done. And let's see, it's it's 5.15. That'll give me 15 minutes to make it for Wednesday night service at 7.30 and I won't be late. Oh, the preacher ought to appreciate this. He sees me on time tonight. <laughs> Huh? How about that, pastors? Huh? Hey, I'd be surprised if some just come on Wednesday night. I'd say that if they was here too. You can tell them if you want to. Won't bother me and won't bother them. Amen. Let's see. I'll be seven thirty now. Walk in the door. Praise the Lord. I'm going to make it to church. Come church, man. You know. Uh, song's not too high. I'm just going to sit down tonight. I started at 6 this morning. It's been a long... Huh? Oh, yeah, amen. What? Plain old leftovers. Thank you for the baloney. Now you're going to tell somebody, Brother Dale preached about thank you for the baloney and they're going to wonder what in the world I said. But you're here and you heard it. I'm not preaching to people that's far-fetched in a way away. I'm not preaching to those heathens. I'm preaching, oh Lord help me, do I have to say that? I am preaching to holiness people and some have heathenish Ways. I'm sorry. That's the truth. And I wouldn't preach a thing to you that I wouldn't preach to my people at home. And I have preached this to them at home. God said, I remember you. Even Dale here can remember some of you when you shouted around the altars. But I hadn't seen you shout in a long time.
somewhere down the road, I believe I'd find me a place and say, Lord, forgive me. Um, Oh, I better read that. (laughs) Of my heathenish ways. Unto the angel of the church of Ephesus write, These things saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works and thy labor and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil, and thou hast tried them which say they are apostles, and are not, and hast found them liars, and hast borne and hast patience, and for my name's sake hast labored and hast not fainted. Jesus says, I know that you're holiness, and I know you've been living a careful life. Brother Autry, have you got that? Would you read that next verse for me? The fourth verse. Fourth verse. The second chapter. Uh, Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do your first works, or else I'll come unto thee quickly and move the candlestick out of its place. Even came to church every night. Yes, they did. I believe they must have. They have. God even commended them. Yes, he did. But I've got something against you because all you've been giving me is leftovers. Residue. You've left your first love. Oh, God, help me to preach this morning. Please, Lord. Please, Lord. Please, Lord. I love the prime time with my wife just as much as I ever have. My church allowed us to take about a two-week vacation. We had as good a time as we've ever had. We enjoyed every bit of it. Neither one of us would enjoy a bit of it if we had not been together. Amen. Amen. But if it comes to the place, I come home, say, what's for supper, old woman? And she's got it ready, and I sit down and gobble it up and say, I'll see you later, and come back about an hour after bedtime. I've lost my first love. It's a bunch of residue leftovers. Usually the first thing we cut into with the Lord is with our time. Whereas we enjoyed a good prayer with the Lord. And we didn't have to watch the clock. The time would just slip away anyhow. Now then, if you timed yourself, you might pray two to three minutes and expect to have victory all day long. And if you got in trouble, you'd say, deliver me. You're my God. 
he may say, I remember you back there in your youth. I remember the love of your espousals when you went after me in the wilderness. How you used to love me. But remember, remember how that you've left your first love. It's time to repent. It's time to have an altar service. It's time to beg for forgiveness from God. Woo! He said, and do your first works. He did not say, do your first works over. Huh? Where are we at? If our love has waxed cold, one toward to do the first works with in mind, continuing those first works for so long as you both shall live. I tell you, it got a little quiet on me there. Some of you, some of you pulled back when I said the Bible didn't say do your first works over. It just said do them. That means as long as you live. Do it. Am I right? Do it. Repent. Tell God I'm guilty. I'm sorry. Lord, I am going to do the things I used to do. I better say something else there. Everybody hasn't did their first works like they should have when they first got saved. Every couple that got married didn't do their first works like they should. They started off on the wrong foot. There's been people that came and prayed through and testified to an experience of the Lord and everybody thought they had one, but within a week they was drunk again. They need first works but don't try them again do it what the Bible said the first commandment thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all of thy soul thy heart thy mind and thy strength and thy neighbor as thyself oh God oh God if we could do our first works if we could do them daily and come to camp meeting we'd have camp meeting like we used to God's the same in this camp meeting as he was in the first camp meeting that's ever here God is the same today as he was on the day of Pentecost God has not changed he has not changed he is the same yesterday today and forever but when we find a place of repentance amen and pour out our heart and say God I'm sorry I'm sorry forgive me I'm going to do better we'll find that God will hear our prayer he'll do what he said. Maybe I've said enough. The Lord bless you.
I didn't want to hurt anybody, I hope. Seven said, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you can ask me what you will and it shall be done unto you. That is right. If right. you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done unto you but not if you're just giving him the residue because you're not abiding in him God bless you